Welcome to Fearless Feminine Leadership, the podcast where we help women become confident rock star leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman. We are your hosts, certified coaches, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Raymond Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. We know that most female leaders feel like they need more support so they can lead well. Our mission is to help you develop the confidence and wisdom required to weather all of the ups and downs that a leader faces day in and day out. Grab your coffee and let's talk about what it takes to be a fearless feminine leader with emotional strength and resilience. Hey leaders, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to have a conversation about how to lead fearlessly when you don't feel well. So Mandy and I are going to share our own successes and failures when it comes to this topic and some of our own personal stories on why we have the insight to even speak into this anyway. So we're going to talk about the things that we do well, and we're going to talk about the things that we don't do well. And Mandy, do you want to kind of start first as far as how, like, why you have to learn how to lead fearlessly? When you don't feel well, like for the general public, or why we have why figured you? out why why me personally. why okay. you like, personally? Um... What's your medical issue that makes this topic right. one you have the authority to speak into? I think this is probably <laughs> this is probably the most vulnerable topic. Yeah, we've had for a while. Like as far as our personal lives, right? Because we don't always share. No, this part. I mean. We used to, I think when we first started out in this journey, mm-hmm. circa 2014, we we let everybody into our personal lives. <laughs> That's something think, we learned the hard way that maybe we don't want to yeah, tell I everything. Think, I think we've gotten better about keeping things private until we've worked through them. Right. Um, it's I, that idea of speaking from your like scars and not your wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the thing about health issues is they never really become scars. Oh, gosh, is that so true? Right? Yep. Like health issues just happen, and so you you have to live with it. So um, for anybody that is brand new to the podcast, you might not know this, but I was born with a genetic disease called cystic fibrosis, and there's no cure for CF. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was a kid, like in the 80s, the life expectancy was like a teenager, maybe early 20s. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of known as a child's disease because a lot of kids didn't make it to high school back then. So um, nowadays, fast forward, um, there's no cure yet, but there is a magic pill. It is a wonderful magic pill. It's a wonderful magic pill, but it it doesn't work for everybody because CF is a genetic disease that has a lot of variations to it. And that makes it really tricky there's like, I don't even know how many I was gonna say, it's different spectrum, numbers. Right? It's, so it's that a means there's like a lot of, of different genetic ways things up. in the hundreds or thousands. I can't even remember. Wow, to be really? Yeah. And okay. so um, there's a lot of different variations. So finding a cure is tricky. Right. But this, like, I have been on this magic little pill called Trikafta since hmm, February 2020. Mm hmm. Um, I had to have a, a little season of time where I had to be off of it for two months because of the fact that a side effect is it makes your liver enzymes go really high. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. And then I had to go off of it. And I have probably been on it for, oh gosh, since I 
think August 2020. So two yeah. years yep. without having to take a break or anything like that. And things are good. Like things are leveling out. I've gained, I'll just say it, I've gained like 10 or 15 pounds. It's mm-hmm. weird. I know what it's like to have thighs <laughs> that touch and Brand sweat. Brand new information for her. Um, <laughs> it is. It's been, it's been a really interesting experience to go from always being skinny and even lean, right. like toned and lean when I was working out, to now having healthy weight. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's a whole mindset well, thing. Well, it's that body dysmorphic. It's complete thing. Yes, body but you did dysmorphia. Actually have to which I have had. Like. Yeah, I've had that from the the viewpoint of being too thin and malnourished, mm-hmm. and now I have it from the viewpoint of being a healthy weight. But it right. feels weird and looks odd to me at times. So mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. Um. So yeah, I think I feel like cystic fibrosis is easier for me now. Yeah. Um, but I still have to make sure that I don't wear myself out. I think there's a level of anxiety and depression that studies are showing. Like, I I think they're doing studies on this, but it seems to be in the CF world that trichafta, as miraculous as it is, does elevate anxiety and depression. Right. So I think there's a level of that that I have to be aware of. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it doesn't need medical intervention right. for that part of my health, but who knows? Right. Right? Like, I'm not a, I'm not against it someday, but I think because of that, I have to make sure that I don't, like, push myself too much, um, that I do make sure to practice the art of the pause. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. And so that's kind of where I'm at and where my whole experience and insight on this topic has come from. Right. Because you've definitely spent time in the hospital. You yes. had a moment where you had to like talk yourself out of the brink of death and all of these yeah. things. So le- learning how to lead um, in the midst of sickness has kind of been your entire life. Yeah. At least your adult life. Yeah. And I will say the thing I don't do well is um, giving myself grace to rest when I'm in the hospital. Mm. Because a lot of times for CF patients, we're not like sick and tired when we're like, we might be tired when we're in the hospital, but we're not like, we're not those patients where you walk in and they're like, yeah, they need to be here. Oh, yeah. Usually look, we're the you ones. You don't look like yeah, you need to be there. Usually we're the ones who are wearing our sweatpants right. and we like seem to have some energy because mm-hmm. our energy is coming back because. Right. All the treatments. All the, <laughs> all the medicine and the IVs. Are giving us more energy. And so there's one time where a couple of years, several years ago when I was in, the whoever the patient was next door to me, like I had my door open and I was kind of bebopping around. And the patient next door walked past and they were like, What is she here for? She doesn't (laughs) even look sick. And so that's a thing. Like sickness for a CF person when it comes time for like tune up, that's what we call it, is more like we're just we we just have low energy. And we're not able to keep up with the things at the same level as we used to. Right. So I think I always go into a hospital stay thinking, I'm going to get so much work done. (laughs) And then you do actually do. do. I do that. And then I regret it. And so learning to give myself grace for that is something that I have had to work through because I am an overachiever. And that's just something that I have to get better at. Like give Mm -hmm. myself the grace 
to relax and to rest. Right. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I was thinking that this would be a great episode to kind of share about as much or as little of what's happening with you. (laughs) Because I kind of feel like I I have feel like our roles have been reversed. Yes. And I'm not Completely. exactly excited about that. But. I'm not either. If, I, if I'm 100% honest, I don't know what to do with this. Right. So my story is a little different. Um, I was not raised as like a sick kid, quote unquote, like Mandy was. Uh, Mandy and I, if you do not know our story about, well, we've been best friends since like fifth grade. So when we would be at camp and things like that together, Mandy was the sick kid. And there was kind of always this like... um. I don't, we thought we were cool. I mean, probably nobody else did, but the fact that I got to go with you to do your treatments (laughs) and stuff and get out of like doing the dishes or any of the other cleaning stuff, like, yes, I thought that was great. So I liked having the benefit of a sick kid. Plus you always had the great snacks because they wanted you to gain weight. And so you just ate junk food all the time. It was, it was great for me. Um, so my, (laughs) it wasn't so bad for me either because I didn't have to be alone. Right. (laughs) Right. So it was definitely, um, you know, I was very close to somebody who had a chronic illness, who had an illness at that point that we weren't sure, you know, how far into her twenties she was going to live. So there was always kind of that, that dread over everything. But for me, my health journey, like my physical health journey, um, didn't start until, like 2017, 2018 is when I started first having symptoms. Yeah. Honestly, when you look back, it might have been before that. But that's when I first started having the nerve pain symptoms that I have. So, And you didn't even admit it until 2019. Oh, gosh, no, because I'm not very good at that. Um, But coming out of my first marriage, there was a lot of focus on my mental health, which clearly mm. needed to be. Um, And so I was diagnosed with PTSD almost right away. And some of that I feel is a little bit, and I have had a couple of doctors kind of agree, living in fight or flight for as long as I did mm-hmm. does take a, a toll on your nervous system. So yes. whether or not that is the cause, we have no idea. So what I have is peripheral neuropathy. And generally, that is a symptom of something else. It's very rare that that is the primary diagnosis. Mm. Um, So then you're thinking of things like lupus, MS, um, people that have gone through cancer uh, will get peripheral neuropathy. You get it as you get older. So what that means is like your nerves just start to go dead um, or are in pain from so peripherals like your arms and your feet, you know, outside of your body, um, your core. So that started like 2017, 2018. And by the time I finally went into the doctor, I think it was 20 three different symptoms that I texted mm-hmm. Mandy. And that would have been like 2019? 2019, 2019 yeah. yeah. Um, and I had been, it was probably a good three to six months before I told you guys what was going on that I had been documenting mm-hmm. these things. And I was like, so what do you think? Like, should I go to the doctor? Um, and it was a resounding, you know, yes. Yes. You need to go to the doctor yesterday. Right. And that's kind of what the doctor was like when I got there. Um, So for the last however many years, four or five years, we've just been trying to figure out why. Like, what is the cause? Why is this happening? So I've gone through so many different things. So what this means is I'm in chronic pain, like literally every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have to take medicine to help with that because there was a point where I couldn't even walk or get out of bed or live my normal life. And that took a really long time to find the right kind of pain medicine. Um, 
at the right dosage where I didn't have to worry about like, you know, like the, the things that you hear about with narcotics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, nerve pain's a little different. You can't use just a regular narcotic for that. It doesn't work. Um, I had to have a spinal surgery <laughs> once because it was pinching my spinal cord. There's been a lot the last few years. I'm like, did I say something back at camp where I was like, God, let me take Mandy's spot if you ever let me. I was like, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. we ever said that. Right. And like lately, yeah. um, so I'm actually moving on with some different doctors to kind of get some other opinions about things. And um, lately it's been, I've had this really fun like new heart journey where my heart has decided that it doesn't want to beat at this point at the rate it's supposed to. Sometimes it's too fast. Sometimes it's too slow. Turns out I have an extra heartbeat. I knew and I didn't, it's never come up before. Um, so we're working through that, which is brand new information. I had to wear a heart monitor two weeks ago. Um, and then not only that, but I have kiddos who are one in particular that is going through her own difficulties right now. Then we're getting some new diagnoses for, we have to go see a geneticist for, Mm-hmm. Um, we, at the like literal recording of this, we just came from an echocardiogram and she has her own heart mo- monitor on, was in the emergency room last week. So it's not only me that I'm having to lead through constant pain, mm-hmm. um, but the genetic disease that we think she has is also chronic pain. Like it's something with her joints, um, where she will be in pain for the rest of her life. Like that is going to be the same thing as me. And I think when it comes to leading well, the idea that there are days where I'm really great and then there are days where I'm just like, I can't even. And knowing that on the days that I can't even, I have somehow managed to create a schedule that I can, I can have days like that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have that same thing you do where when you're resting, I'm always like, oh, I could just work on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Or I could just whatever. And I'm not sure if that's probably something really specific to entrepreneurs or people who work from home. I'm guessing if you have a nine to five um, or a job mm-hmm. that you can leave, you're probably not like, oh, I could go fold clothes or I could go, you know, help customers when you're supposed to be resting. But that's definitely one of the issues. And then I think, too, just with some of the neuropathy, there's like brain fogginess, there's faintiness, there's all kinds of symptoms that are no mm-hmm. fun. Um, and so we've really had to learn um, what I can do and what I can't do. And because there's no real answers, I think that makes it harder too because we don't yeah. really know a cause that means we don't really even know what the progression could be we don't know what the prognosis is and that makes it harder i think to make decisions mm-hmm. and then i tend to just i isolate like i'm not yeah. great about asking for help or telling people that i'm in pain or if my pain is above like what my medication level is so mm-hmm. it's been a lot the last couple of years and yeah. as Mandy's gotten healthier, I'm like <laughs> on a decline what? around here. What's happening to like, my bestie? This is this is not great. But I know one thing that we both did two years ago, if not yeah, at least two years ago, was we both started seeing counselors mm-hmm. or a year ago. Um, I think it was two years ago. Two probably. years ago, almost right during, around the yeah. pandemic. Um, and I've been with counselors often on just for different things. But I think as we've seen us make a priority that our mental health while we deal with unknowns mm-hmm. when it comes to physical health or family things um that's made a huge difference for yeah, me and it's not always too. that we talk about that particular stuff but just having somebody that is not your bestie mm-hmm. that is not family 
um, that has no, like, they're partial yeah. to all of the things and can kind of see the forest through the trees. That has been so valuable, I think, for leading been. during these, like, un- unprecedented times. <laughs> right, which lets, we all have I had mean, unprecedented times and we want started some for me, ones. like, I had my neck surgery... In 21, yeah. like January. And a lot of this stuff started like right around 2019 is when mm-hmm. I was finally like brave enough to go to the doctor because that was a whole thing too. Like you have to get brave it, enough yeah. to go in. Um, And so like six months into that, the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of this got slowed down because of that. Like well, you, you couldn't go in. And I think this is so relevant for so many people because you, like if you've had COVID and now you have long COVID symptoms, Ugh, like yes. I, cause we're not even sure if that with right. my heart could be a thing, even could if my be. daughter could be a thing. So, um, and it's so fascinating because when you are like, I saw a post on Twitter many months ago mm-hmm. where it was talking about like how the workforce in the U S like there's certain people think that the problems within the workforce and our economy are because people don't want to work anymore. Right. right? People are just lazy, but, I saw this post that went into some very interesting facts and statistics about the fact that, okay, one, you know, we've had how many people die of COVID. Right. And like that over is a, a million. lot of the workforce. And it's not something we like to say, no, but it's true. A lot of the workforce has passed away mm-hmm. before, long before their time, like right. not even retired people. Um, so like they were still contributing mm-hmm. to the workforce. And then also... A lot of people who did get COVID now have long COVID and they can't handle mm-hmm. the same amount of working time and energy right. because of the physical symptoms. And so I think we all, no matter what we're at, like we are in season two of 2020. Right. Right. 2022. <laughs> we're about to go into season three. Oh, Lord. So and that's, I this think, is going to be a thing for a while. Like, it we're is, in the seasons. This is just our reality yep. is that we got to figure this out. And we all have to figure out how to lead fearlessly when we don't feel well. And right. I think... And that's even just physically don't feel yeah. well. For it. Let's just talk, you know, all of us are dealing with things emotionally yes. since then. I mean, mental health has plummeted. Very so much so. whether or not you already dealt with anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. like Mandy and I did beforehand, like all of us now understand yeah. what loneliness feels like, what extreme loneliness feels like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people being you know, either committing suicide or on the verge of, like all of that stuff is just terrible right now. Yes. Poor children, how they even survived, um, you know, going to school and then not going to school and all of this stuff. And so it's going to take a while. We've got whole generations still growing up that were affected by this physically and emotionally and mentally. Hey leader, let's take a quick break to talk about something important. Every leader needs someone to discuss ideas with and someone to challenge them to grow. Studies show that 67% of female leaders feel like they need more support than what they get on the job to build their confidence so that they feel like a leader. Our brand new Rockstar Leaders membership is that support that you've been waiting for. This is your chance to get monthly guidance and accountability from Raymond team coaches and mentors that are in your corner. So Mandy, what do they get each month? So every month you're going to get a short leadership training video to keep your mindset sharp and your hope alive. You're also going to get a 60 minute group coaching call with one of us to ask questions and get feedback. You'll also get weekly accountability, a monthly personal growth plan, 
and community connection for real-time help without the drama of a Facebook group. That's my favorite part. (laughs) This community is laser-focused and conveniently designed in your own coaching community located right on our website, or you can use the Kajabi app. It's so super simple. You can join now for $97 a month at the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the show. And I think the best thing that we can do to lead through it is to be honest about where we're at. Yes. I look back at who we were, you and I, before we had counselors. Yeah. We were very codependent. Yes. And <laughs> I think for a we season... We can recognize right, our own issues. I think for a season, that was necessary. Right. Like, we were each other's support system in everything. Mm-hmm. But we are healthier as individuals, as friends, and as owners of a company together yep. because we have counselors. And here's the thing <laughs> that I will admit. So my counselor went on maternity leave mm-hmm. over the summer, and I have somebody that I've been working with in the interim. And um, I skipped a session or two over the summer because I thought, I'm fine. <laughs> I can wait, right? Also, I mean, let's be real, like starting with the whole backstory. Right. Like It's I, a lot. That's a, it's a lot. <laughs> but I, I realized last month when I, when I kept my appointment right. where I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not fine. I need <laughs> somebody to talk to. And so I think like as leaders, uh, whether you own a business, whether you are leading a team, like whatever aspect that takes, if you are a mom and you are leading right. a family. Nobody is leading at capacity no. anymore. Your team isn't at capacity. No. Your family is not you at capacity. You need your There's support no such thing. system. Right. Like, I don't think that for mental health, you sh- you should not lean on a coach for that. Like we are coaches. We will no, tell you part of the team, but not your yes, only, not person. your only person. Right. I think this season, what I have learned the most is how important it is to have a counselor for the health things to process mm-hmm. with and then have a really amazing coach for the business things. Oh yeah. For I would agree. The leadership things. Yep. And you know, Getting specific on both your counselor yes. and your coach, I think in the beginning we can all kind of start with just a general, yep. like what is, you know, as you're peeling back the onion, like right now I'm actually looking for very specialized. I have a couple of phone numbers um, because through the last year and a half of counseling, we've really gotten to a point that what we've narrowed it down to, I need somebody who is specialized in people who have gone through the same thing that I've gone through. Yes. And the counselor that I have, and I love her dearly, and I feel like we're having a breakup and I hate it, but like she's not equipped to do that. And she knows that. And I know that. And but I couldn't have gotten there without her. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's no wrong choice when it comes to your mental health, like getting help. It's normal to go in and out of different counselors or different coaches until you find the right one for you. And that's okay. It's not a failure. Yeah. And I think counselors, like, first of all, the counseling industry is inundated right now. Oh, gosh. Um, There definitely might be a moment where if you can't get into a counselor in time, maybe you can get in with a health coach. Mm -hmm. But just know that they can't be your only support. Like, you're probably going to need the expertise of a counselor. Mm -hmm. And a therapist or even point. a medical doctor like there, right. there can be a whole team if there's depression and yeah. anxiety involved having your medical doctor involved yep. too can also be I used to very necessary I, I used to be one of those people who tried to do it on her own right like positive <laughs> I have thinking. no idea what that's like <laughs> 
I didn't even positive my th- think my way out of it. I just pretend like it wasn't there. Right. Like I'm yeah. fine. No, I'm I'm more like positively thinking, you know, right. I will focus on what's good. And all of that is important. And it can also get toxic if you don't have oh, a safe yeah, place sure. to process. Yep. So definitely finding the right people. I think another tip I would give listeners on this too is to know what your limitations are when it comes to your energy, whether that's physical, mental, like all of it, mm-hmm. emotional. Um, because one of the things that I think we do really well is when we have any type of a speaking engagement or like a corporate leadership training mm-hmm. session, we make sure to rest before that yep. and after. Even a long coaching day. Yeah. Like if we've had a lot of clients or a lot of like there's days where we have corporate clients in the morning and then individual clients in the afternoon. We have to. We have to. (laughs) So what that means is like when you know that physically your energy, like you could wake up one day and your energy is gone or your pain is high. Mm -hmm. It's most likely because you've overextended yourself on the days leading up to that. Right. And so when you're aware of that, you can schedule things. Like I am driving to Minneapolis at the end of the month for a leadership training. Mm -hmm. So I'm already choosing, like I'm going to leave a day earlier than I need to so that I have the time to saunter my way there. So that I'm not full of muscle tension from driving six hours so that I have time to decompress Mm -hmm. and catch my breath so I can be at my best. Right. Like I think in the past, before I was aware of this, I would try to like just plow through it. Oh, yeah. And I would pay for that on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And And pay for it with people who have like chronic illness can be hospital visits. Yeah, can be be. flare ups can be all kinds of actually very detrimental consequences. Yep. Not just being retired. We so we had a corporate training event last week that was like a four hour training Mm -hmm. and lots of talking, lots of standing, lots of people. And then you were kind of shot for like that night and the next day. Right. I actually had my heart monitor on. You did. That day. (laughs) And then you took the weekend to rest. And Mm -hmm. on Monday, you were amazing. Like you did all the things. And then you had to kind of take it a little bit slower. Yesterday, I was not as amazing. Right. Which Tuesdays are our coaching days. Right. So if we need to coach from home, which we usually do Mm -hmm. from our homes because everything is over Zoom. And that's just effective. Yes. I mean, let's be real. We used to try yep. to meet all of our clients in person and I actually like it over Zoom because like you can fit yes. more clients in. It's yep. much more effective. The clients seem to like it better. Mm-hmm. It's just it's better. Just easier. Well, and I think that just goes into knowing what you can handle and what you can't. I would say my last tip would be to communicate. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that my counselor had me do almost right away was communicate where my pain levels were at to my husband and to Mandy because I would just power through. Like when you're used to pain, you kind of just power through it and you don't really notice Mm -hmm. that it's way higher, but like you're very irritable. You can't, you know, communicate as well as you usually would. And all of the things you are just upset. Um, And last night when my husband got home, I was like, I like I have to be done. Like I didn't sleep well the night before. Um, I wasn't feeling good. And he's like, go to bed. You're just getting crabbier as you stand here. So I told all the children that I was off duty and Josh was in charge and I took a bath. I finished my book and I was asleep by like 10, 15, which for me is like three hours early than I usually can fall asleep because I tend to have a little bit of insomnia, but that's what I needed to do. And no, we're not Mm -hmm. always in, and I know this because I lived that life before, we're not always at the place that we can just 
give up all responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we taught in Art of the Pause and what I teach with my women too is take what you can. And I started teaching my kids really little Mm -hmm. 15 minutes of rest at a time with with timers and, you know, mom is not feeling good and that means we need to play quietly and all of these things. So it can be done. It absolutely absolutely. can be done um, to be able to lead at the best of your ability, whatever capacity you're at for that day. Um, and is there anything else that you would add, Mandy, or do you want to? Well, as we, I was just writing in our notes, like, I think one of the things we should do for our listeners is, Mm -hmm. um, put a special discount link in the show notes for our course on our art of the pause, because it's, it's one of the best stress management trainings. Mm Mm-hmm out there. And I don't like I didn't come up with that. Other people have said that. Right. No, we're not just being like, we think it's no like I mean, we have had like I have had people who have had training on stress management and um, our corporate healthy living. Yes. From like they've had training from the military or Mm -hmm. or, like medical training. And they said this training was the most applicable thing they've ever had. Mm -hmm. So if this is resonating with you and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need this. Mm -hmm. Um go to the show notes to get the link. You'll be able to get a discount on the course and you can work through that as quickly or as slowly as you want to. Like it's not designed to be something that you just devour and master. No, it's a life. It's it's a a lifetime thing. Yeah, it is. It is a new habit that you're building. And so you're going to want to refer to it again and again and print out the resources that are inside it um, we have videos. We we take you behind the scenes and what it's like for us to live this out mm-hmm. and really help you gain some awareness of what your trigger points are yep. when it comes to what, what you're going through when it comes to stress. And that stress can be emotional, physical, yep. work-related, life-related, all of it. <laughs> Financial. It all affects us. And I think that's the thing that I just really want to encourage our listeners on is that you don't have to feel like a failure as a leader, as a woman, mm-hmm. when you go through health issues, you just have to be willing to get vulnerable with yourself about where you're at yeah, and vulnerable with your team, whether that's your family team, your work team, both about what you're able to handle. Mm-hmm. And I think the one benefit of the pandemic is that this topic is relevant to everybody now. <laughs> Right. It's sure. not just the people yep. who have some sort of disability or health issue. It's everybody, because as human beings, we are not doing OK. <laughs> like, just we, as a general rule, we're not humans right. on the earth right now are not OK. And we all need to know how to lead fearlessly when we don't feel well. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing I would leave you with is what thing that a doctor told me. Um, and he just kind of looked at me in the face and he said or in the eyes and he said, you know, you don't have to white knuckle it your entire life. You don't have to live like this. And that was such freedom mm-hmm. for me. And I want to remind you that, that you don't have to white knuckle it. There is no like prize for um, taking in the most pain and just stuffing it. You do not have to live this way. You can live and lead fearlessly even when you do not li- feel well. So let's wrap up this episode by reminding you that it's possible to lead when you don't feel well. It's possible to lead yourself well when you don't feel well and also those around you. Sickness does not disqualify you from being a leader. Sickness does not disqualify you from being a leader. Your leadership matters whether you feel good or not. So we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope that our stories 
um, encouraged you, please go grab that course. Um, It really is life-changing. We don't just say that. And we'll talk to you next week. Hey, leader, here's a few things to think about and take action on before you scroll to the next episode in your podcast lineup for the day. First, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, tell us by leaving a five-star review. We love hearing from our pod squad. And while you're at it, let us know what kind of topics you want to hear in the future. Now, if you didn't like the show, don't review it. Just move along and know we wish you well. Next, as certified life and leadership coaches, our job is to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be. So where do you want to be? Whether you want to be a stronger, healthier, rock star leader, or you want to have a powerful speaker at your next conference, Rayma Team is your answer. Here's three ways to work with us. Number one, private coaching with either one of us is the highest level of support and accountability that we offer to help you see results quickly. You can apply and pick your coach at the link in our show notes. Number two is join the brand new Rockstar Leaders membership for monthly support and leadership development. You can get started at the link in the show notes. And number three, hire us to speak at your next team training or event. You can hire us as a team or individually. DM us on Instagram for a customized proposal or check out the speaking page on our website at www.raymateam.com. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Okay, that's all for now. So carry on with your podcast lineup. Have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode.